The Spoken Word, half an hour of poetry and performance, your connection to Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene, the voice of those of us who have nothing but our voices. Good morning. This is the Spoken Word Program. My name is Di Cousins and today I'm talking to Maxine Beniba-Clark. Morning, Maxine. Good morning, Di. How are you? Good. Great. It's nice you can come back. Oh, no, it's good to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about Carrying the World, Mm -hmm. which is um, a book you've released this year, 2016, and it's a collection of poetry. Um, Do you want to just say how you came to put these particular pieces together into one book? Um, So I um, previously published a few very small books with Picaro Press, um, which was a small, kind of almost a one-man operation um, running out of Warners Bay in New South Wales. And um, they closed up shop, um, I think, mid-last year. Um, but I think because of my other work, you know, other books were out and about, I started to get requests from bookstores saying, you know, we've had requests for your poetry and I didn't have any books. Um, and so I went to my publisher of my book, Foreign Soil, um, Hachette Australia, and said, look, I'd like to do a collected works. And I had about 65% new material. And I thought, well, I can either put out those very small books as they were and then do a new book, or I can just put it all into a collected work. And so I kind of used it as an opportunity to gather up the best of what I thought was the best of the last 10 years of writing poetry and put it together in one collection, which became Carrying the World. And it's a wonderful collection and it is wonderful to find so many different pieces in one place. Mm. And um, now there was one particularly long poem I'm going to ask you to read in its entirety called Demerara Sugar. Um, Tell me, how did that poem come about? So that poem I started writing um, on uh, one of a fellowship for biography called the Hazel Rowley Fellowship for Biography, um, named in honour of the late Australian uh, biographer, uh, non-fiction writer Hazel Rowley, and um, and. I actually got that grant to write, to work on my memoir, The Hate Race, which has also come out this year. But I found myself digging into all of this family history and all of these stories. And and the majority of what I wrote on that trip turned out to be this long narrative poem about really trying to find my family history and where where my parents and my family had come from. Demerara Sugar. One. My mother clamours in her kitchen with a loudness reserved for those accustomed to living alone. Her bare feet thud on the floorboards. She jangles the cutlery clang into the stainless steel sink. Two rooms away, my children turn tangle-sheeted meters of summer holiday Nana's house heat. Are you all organised for the trip? which in old country is really saying, child, you still don't seem to know what are which way is up. Absent-minded, I pick at the tired cane placemat. The weaving inadvertently unravels. My mother dries her hands on red-checked flannelette. Your grandmother, she said, was warned not to marry my father. If you go asking questions, this is something you just might come across. 
Her own father begged her not to marry him, but she was in love, already with child, a beautiful, strong-willed girl. They were notorious, the Critchlow men. Everyone in Plaisance knew what happened to their women. I am still with shock. Sit unmoving, sit unmoving against the now quiet room. Two. I know what all the aunties going to be saying. This niece of mine are coming. Say she going voyage West Africa. Some writer. Say she trace our lineage shore along the coast. They're saying, huh? She go in old country. What? She going to feed the chain back through the black Atlantic? She going to mark lines through Tottenham, Plaisance, Walthamstow, Jonestown? They're saying, don't she know there are things we old folks don't talk about? Things she herself has only just begun to know? This sister, niece, second cousin once removed from some country, huh? Where was it now she from? Waltzing in like she got some kind of right in asking all these things. She want to feed the chain back through the black Atlantic. Say she digging up to find where from we come, huh? What's she made of? What's she made of? See a face when history come a call. She reeling. Oh, she reeling. And our skeletons, they floating low. Three. House closed up, PowerPoint switched to off, stray food tucked away in Tupperware containers, pot plants entrusted to friends, blinds pulled all the way across, car parked in the driveway waiting. I water one last time. Melbourne summer evenings, the sun stays to fight off night, flails angry fists of white-yellow heat. The full-force hose on our ragged, still-green tomato crop. Zucchini flower, dusty rhubarb stalk, almost seeding kale. Strange. Strange. This January has brought a mushroom soil, compost black and heavy like molasses. The apple tree, which last year bore riddled fruit, stretches red, red, red-green offerings on myriad gnarled arms. Kids already in the car, we reverse out the driveway, out of time, leave behind the fallen fruit. At forty-one degrees and holding, the tumbled apples will split their skin. On parched, browning grass, their sourness will crystallize, black and heavy, black and heavy like molasses. 4. To reach the empire, we cut backward through the day, hanging thick outside the round-edged window pane. there is dawn, the slow rising of the light around us, the almost blindness White noise aviating behind the eyelids. At times the altitude is too much to brace against. The kids pick at foil-lidded meals, sleep fitfully in their seats, wake often, wake always, wake asking about journey's end. 5. My sister, who lives here now at Heathrow, 
smiling. The kids run, grin up at auntie. Outside, London creeps through our fibres. My dead Guyanese grandfather, the one my nana wasn't meant to marry, is here with us already and whispering. Them tell you bring your warmest. Is very cold, but you lived your entire life under the sun and my God. My God, child, you realize you have not known real cold. He says, on the docks, child, on the docks, you see them trembling knee children wearing everything them own. Six pair of underwear with them tights on top and two pair of trousers, one go on after the other. He's whispering. Four t-shirt, three tin cotton jumper. You're thinking, what fresh hell is this? What the hell is this mother country to which we come? My southern hemisphere children huddle, wide-eyed with surprise. They did not know until now what real cold was. We sleep fitfully, crowded in one room at my mother's younger sister's house in Ilford. The children wake asking about departure, asking about home, asking often. 6. Coffee On the docks of West India Quay Chill wind outside the London Museum Thawing palms around cardboard cup Water still against this winter bitterness Planks still sticky with raisins, banana, rum, still gritty with tea, tobacco, rice. My God, the sugar warehouse. It was busy here, in arrivals. The workers, they called this place Blood Alley. Burlap sacks, rough, heavy, ripped open dock workers' backs. Plasma hands unloaded their wares, unloaded the West Indies, unloaded Africa, unloaded us. Sweet splintered ground, uneven with granule spill. I was not made for this bitterness. I was made for this bitterness. Inside the Docks Museum print scrolls the wall. You will be taken from your home, will not keep your name, will not speak your language, you will be violated, not able to keep your children, will have no property, you will be sold. It will be best not to look at that screen, I tell my son. This is just an exhibit anyway. I am not a good liar. Even at two years old, he could already read my face, and now he is nine, a fellow traveller, a light-skinned brown boy already old enough for the big house, and they would have him. Along one wall, a slave chain hangs. This is not a replica, the sign says. Lift it up, the sign says, and feel how heavy it is. My son looks at me like he might be coming down with something. This is a London winter he was not made to weather. My throat hurts, Mama, he says. The numbers run aground the black, black tally ship wall. 
departed Cape Castle, arrived Jamaica, departed Gambia, arrived Demerara, departed Bance Island, arrived Barbados. Hundreds are the unarrived, hundreds are the missing. They unload their wares, unload the West Indies, unload Africa, unload us. Blood Alley, they called this place. My throat hurts, my son says. My throat. Seven. The train to Liverpool winds through green meadows, past cedar brick houses, square white rimmed windows, straight-backed girls in equestrian helmets, quaint villages with spindly trees, thick fog hovers over and holds. Trains, pubs, ornate finishes, concrete municipal buildings, sand-stowed facade, Penny Lane, on the Beatles' trail, all the locals nod and say, as if for sure they know our tourist game. Down Water Street with my son and daughter, in snow boots and Kathmandu, past Africa House, across the gorge, down to the waterfront, hunched against the wind and blane, Penny Lane. Zero degrees, another portside coffee cart, maritime hot chocolate, and the woman who serves us says, snow has just been forecast, says, your children, they are not in school, looks at me looks at me the way they all do. It is summer holidays where we come from, I say. She is wondering where from we possibly came. At the International Museum of Slavery, I plug the children in. iPad, headphone splitter, box of Skittles to share. The first booth wraps all the way around. The waves slam on the ship hull. Wailing buries me beneath the black Atlantic. There is blood everywhere, a screams everywhere. The black Atlantic pushes me beneath and I can't breathe. Jesus, I can't breathe. Simulated slave ship, the placard says. 351 chained in 14 meters by 8 and the journey it took 49 days. Heartache, the madness, the mama up on the morning of the auction. The being sure they are not crying, the braiding hair. Dress them nice, you hear, be sure they fetch a good price. Big rations if your picnic fetch a few. Maybe you could work up in the big house, bet you'd like that. You'd like that, wouldn't you? Well, be sure they don't cling on or wail, see? Metal instruments in glass cases. Branding iron remnants of dead flesh. Metal muzzle, should you speak out of turn, tongue cutter, chain gang coffle. I shackled him in wooden stocks by the hands, neck and feet, so as to immobilize him. He was taken out to the field and painted with molasses from head to toe. The runaway was left to lie there for several weeks. This is not a replica, original item, testimonial. My children, they are hungry. The Skittles have run out and they have come to find me. Mama, Mama, 
my daughter is saying. She can't see me, but I am standing right here. Mama, Mama, she can't see me, right here. In green meadows past cedar brick houses, square white-rimmed windows, straight-back girls in equestrian helmets, quaint villages with spindly trees, a thick fog hovering over and holding in heartache the madness the mama up on the morning of the auction the fourteen by eight by forty nine by three hundred and fifty one chained i am standing my god right here on liverpool's penny lane eight the restaurant on the top floor is decked out like old-time crews amongst the pillars We order bolognese, fizzy lemonade and fancy four-pound meat. Cary Grant and Paul Robeson, all the stars adorn the walls. Transatlantic dining, the menu says. A smorgasbord guaranteed to evoke the ocean liners of yesteryear. 9. Black Brixton Six Celsius degrees and falling. I heard a whisper the food market still bears the markings from where they bolted the slave pen in. Black Brixton and my history, huh? Humming through stone. The children chase pigeons round the concrete and green. My daughter, not yet five, already outrunning her brother at half his size. Windrush Square is paved outside the black British archives, a monument, glory be, to the first of our arrived. But the chill wind, she cutting through this dead, empty space like we nothing. Black Brixton, six Celsius degrees and falling. The Empire Windrush, she got secrets, that ship, secrets so big I don't know what to do with. Secrets it may not be wise to tell. Be sure you ask before she dock in Jamaica what all cargo she been ferrying, black Brixton and falling. Inside the archives, photo reels show the rebels of Railton Road adorned, oh yeah, in black panther finery. Anger flares, boots and rude, black Brixton, black Brixton, six Celsius degrees, but the chill wind, she cutting through this dead empty space like we're nothing. This my history, huh? Humming through stone. 10. Your great uncle, buddy. He always was a handsome man. All done up right. Streamlined jacket, shined shoes, waxed up hair with just that little lean on the side. And damn, the way he carry. Your uncle, buddy, he was a damn sharp black ladies man dandy. Weren't no girl on the block could say no to him. You go talk to Uncle Buddy. Your nana's gone, rest her sweet soul, but he her closest brother. He gonna know it all. He be what? About 85 now? Used to pick me up in my Saturday finery at your nana Millie's house. I was all of six, maybe even five. And we would go a-visiting to his girlfriend's, plural, houses. Much less suspicious with some cute lolly bag kid hanging round. 
Yeah, go see Uncle Buddy. You're gonna like him. He give you a story. Hell, he give you ten. He a devil. Yeah, a god-handsome devil that waxed up with just a little lean on the side man. Eleven. That can't be right. That is almost one hundred pounds, I say. The woman behind the long-haul desk frowns, a tad annoyed, a little bit. Yeah, I know, it's outrageous, but what are you going to do about it anyway? One adult and one child, I say. My son and I bored and wait. Birmingham is always further away than you thought it was. There is something slow about the journey, something outside of meantime, even slicing atmosphere inside a red virgin bullet train. Birmingham is further away than you know. Off to see my great-uncle Buddy in his second, maybe even third, I don't know, but what a nice English lady she turns out, wife. Uncle Buddy is sharp as tack. Only sometimes he calls me by my mother's name. Sometimes he mistakes me for her. Don't think I mind, though. I really don't mind that. Your grandfather, Uncle Buddy says, he used to say he would never go back to that place, to Place Anne's Guiana, not even if somebody paid him. The way he would say it, my dear, that place, like it was haunted by some evil jumbie of a thing. My great mamma, somehow we swing round to her. Uncle Buddy, all I know is, all I got told, she died young. I was three years old, dear, Uncle Buddy says, when my mamma got sick. They took her to the hospital. Shortly after that, she laid down and died. Poor thing, she was tired, I suppose. Only thirty-eight, and she'd already birthed eight of us. My mama just got tired, I guess. My son is perched on the faded sofa rest, iPad on knee, recording his mama and his great uncle chasing history down. Tall glass of lemonade sloshing over in his hand. It is too cold for lemonade, I think. And then she just lay down and died? I don't know. That just doesn't sound right. It is too cold for lemonade. Lemonade is too dangerous. Blood sugar. Blood sugar. The way it brews so badly in our family blood. Almost all the aunties this side got it now. Sugar. Bet you that's what it was. Demerara sugar. Bet you anything it took Uncle Buddy's ma. Four hundred years on, Demerara is still trying to kill us all. Some evil jumbie of a thing. Birmingham has turned out close. Birmingham is closer than I knew. Twelve. On the last night, my sister and I, we fight in her Finsbury Park kitchen. My daughter, she sleeps London to Dubai. Her brother, he sleeps Dubai to Melbourne. Me, I bleary eye home. Heat climbing to 41 degrees and holding. Black molasses. Black molasses. All the tumbled apples split their skin. 
Thank you, Maxine. We're listening to Maxine Benipa-Clark and uh, she's just read Demerara Sugar, which is from her new poetry book, Carrying the World. Um, Maxine, uh, tell me, how did it go writing that whole poem? It's such a long poem. How long did it take you? Um, It probably took me about three or four months, you know, on and off between life and other things. Um, but it was, I really thought it was only going to be maybe three or four poems and then it kind of just fleshed its way out into this, this narrative. Um, and yeah, it just kind of fell into place, you know, that I should, it was a fairly short trip, you know, we went for four weeks. So it kind of formed this arc of the story of, of going to London and going to all of these archives of museums and things. Yes. It's beautifully framed, um, with the the apples falling and the molasses and the sugar and, you know, the whole story of your family. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, um, it's, it's, I, I don't think I've ever worked on a poem that's quite this long before. You know, I've worked on series of poems but not something that was kind of as, as lengthy and self-contained but it was a really nice thing to kind of work on a piece over a long period of time as opposed to just, you know, working on an individual short poem. And... I mean, it's quite a gruesome experience, that museum. I was particularly horrified by the tongue cutter. Mm, you know, yeah. I mean, it must have brought home the your ancestors' history in a real, in a very visceral way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you don't imagine that, you know, you hear of slaves getting whipped or beaten or, you know, whatever, if they step out of line, in inverted commas. Um, but you don't think of instruments of torture, you know, these things that have been specifically thought up to cause the maximum of pain, you know, just to keep human beings under the thumb. And so that was quite shocking. I didn't expect to see entire walls of things like that. It's, it's, it's quite terrifying. But a very beautiful poem and great work. Thank you. Okay, so we've been talking to Maxine Beniba Clark. My name is Di Cousins, and we're going to go to some music from the Aboriginal country music album Buried Country. And this is this next track is from the Painted Ladies, and it's called Stranger in My Country. Cause I'm the one that you forgot 
after my land was taken. In early years we were put down and cast aside as fun. Women, men, and kids shot down and tamed by a Bible sermon. Stranger in my country, I'm a stranger in my land. Today is somewhere no count, tomorrow something great. I doubt if you'd agree with me or if you'd understand. Until that day for guys like me, I'm a stranger. Stranger in my land. Black is beautiful. I've heard it far and wide, man. Are you sincere in what you say? If not, then step aside. This land is like a storeboard fire. Lots of people come all to get themselves a slice. I can't get a crumb. Stranger in my country. I'm a stranger in my land Today there's somewhere no account Tomorrow something grand I doubt if you'd agree with me Or if you'd understand Until that day for guys like me I'm a stranger Stranger 